Looking for the best gifts for everyone on your list? Kendra Scott has just what you need. Find jewelry for every style and an affordable price. From diamonds and genuine stones to the season's best trends, Kendra Scott Jewelry is a gift that's sure to wow. You might even find a few things for yourself. Shop now at KendraScott.com and enjoy 15% off your order with code JOY15. Tis the season to give joy. Top podcast for those who love business by Pistol Eye. Recently found this podcast, started listening while on holiday and now 100 episodes in. Insightful, honest, and a funny look at what it's like to run a startup. Keep the episodes coming. Well done, lads and ladies. Guys, if you want your review read on the opening of our next episode, all you need to do is open the podcast app, find the Startup Diary, hit five stars, and let us know exactly why you listen to this show. It's the one ask we ever make. It keeps us motivated. But on that note, let's get into today's episode. So Adam, you recently asked me to uh, come into your office, uh, P45, no, um, you asked me to take a look at a deck that you'd been working on, yep. um, which basically summarized the business as clearly and succinctly as possible. Um, Just one question, have you opened the show up with like, this is episode 223 of the Startup Diary podcast? Mm, no, but didn't you read a review? Cool. Anyway, it's episode two, two, three of the Startup Diary. I'm with my nagging co-host Adam Callow. Hey, people! That's the thing I was missing. Is like you normally, I normally am like present on the show because you've done that call out, which you're still trying to get right. Anyway, sorry, you come into my office. I give you a P45. <laughs> Tempting. Might be predicting the future here. Uh, yeah. So you asked me to take a look at a deck, um, and essentially it was for something you were going to use to on a platform called crowdcube crowdcube yep uh which is a crowdsourced funding platform yep take the word sourced out we'll go with just a crowdfunding platform crowd okay (laughs) it's very early and i'm very tired um yeah so i kind of just wanted to jump on that really and like discuss funding in general why you're doing it um what that means for the company and And what it means basically to have a big lump of cash suddenly injected into the business uh, again, because I know you've obviously raised money before. Uh, so yeah, why are we raising more money? <laughs> cool. So for anyone that's new to the show, I'll give you a very brief backstory. Uh, we're five years old. The business we're in now is about two and a half years old. We pivoted the business about two and a half, three years ago, and we raised a very, very small amount of cash. We raised 60K to basically allow me to stop doing consulting work and really focus for six to 12 months on the platform it wanted to build. And then we validated that product and then we decided we need to build a little bit of a team. So then we raised a venture round led by a Midland-based venture capital company uh, and we raised 200K there. Uh, And that was because building software as a platform and a product what you're basically doing is you're raising cash to write code and it's the company's job to then extract money from that code but there's this time delay that takes place so if we raise 200k to build the platform then it's we're not going to see that money for 6 12 18 24 months because we need to build the platform get product market fit yeah. and then from there get people to use it and then eventually pay for it and that takes time so what we decided to do was rather than 
take five years bootstrapping it in terms of funding it ourselves. We decided to raise some capital, release some equity to allow us to move quicker, hire the right people, uh, and then get to that product market fit. Um, super happy to say that we're now at product market fit. We use that capital to basically say we wanted to find 250 paying customers. We now have uh, anywhere between 600 and 700 paying customers now across the services we offer. And we understand our metrics now. So when you get to that position as a business and you go, actually, our numbers right now, we understand how much it costs to get a member into the community, the conversion rates of how many people then go and buy one of our two paid services, the mm-hmm. website package, the office package. Um, and <clears throat> best of all, we're a profitable company. So we posted our accounts at Companies House about three weeks ago. And every time we've raised money, we've executed on it with the plan that we said we would. Stop my consulting, build the platform, prove it, get to profitability. So we turned a profit for the first time last year, which I'm super happy about. But what that does, it gives you the question of if you had more money in the business, how would you use it and can it make you go faster? And the biggest problem that a lot of startups and founders make is they think that raising is the answer. Raising doesn't solve anything. If you raise money to put money into a business that is just leaking funds, all you're doing is pissing investors off and accelerating your own death because you think that having money actually fixes problems. So we've been really mindful. That's why we've, and for anyone listening, you might say, holy shit, you've raised a quarter of a million quid. In the big scheme of things, that's not actually a huge amount of money to build Mm. the sort of platform and, and community we're trying to build. But we've been really mindful in terms of how much money we wanted to raise, how much equity we wanted to give away, and not taking too much money on too fast at too silly of a valuation because we wanted to really prove that what we can build is profitable. And we're there now. So we sort of sat back and said, what are the roadblocks in the business? Um, If we had an unlimited amount of cash, how would we spend it? And as you work back from that number, if you imagine you had an unlimited amount of cash, you actually realize, actually, if I had all the cash in the world, there's only a certain amount of it I can actually spend yeah. to accelerate my business. So then I did this exercise, which is I've got all the money in the world. How will I spend it? And there's certain things within the business that are restricting our ability to grow and move faster. A lot of that's around development. Development's expensive. So obviously we need to speed up the rate of development we offer from mm. our platform. We need to integrate our platform. We now know how much it costs to acquire a customer and our conversion rates. So then we have to ask the question, um, cool. What we can do is if we dump all this money into marketing, how many people could we acquire? And you could say, oh, we'll put all the money into marketing and grow very, very fast. But there's certain channels that get saturated. So you basically have to look at the channels you're currently acquiring people through and say, and actually, how many people do I think I can realistically acquire through that? And you might say a thousand people a month. And we know we can acquire someone for £8.35 a month. Sorry, £8.35 to get them into the communities. You go, actually, I need £8,000 a month to maximize that channel. So you go, okay, that's 95 grand or 96 grand, whatever the number is across a year. So we sort of built the budget up from there and we said, actually, yes, if we took money on now, it would allow us to grow the business faster, which is obviously exciting. Um, but obviously taking money has its own risks. Uh, and that's the decision that I have to make in terms of would I rather keep growing organically? But I think there's a big risk that if we don't move quick enough and fulfill our promises to the community, <clears throat> that we can lose a lot of the confidence and trust that we've we've mm. built up, especially with the launch of Verified. I think we're on this really, really interesting time as a business where we've everything we've said we're going to do, we've done. And we're now at a position now to basically put gasoline on the fire and just scale. And it's making sure that if you are listening to this and thinking about raising money, it's making sure you understand what stage you are at the business. Are you validating or are you trying to grow? Right now, what we're trying to do is grow the existing parts of the business that we know are profitable, but also take money on that will allow us to keep innovating and trying new things. <clears throat> um, yeah, hopefully that answers like in a long in a long-winded way. That's why we're thinking about money right now. Yeah, and 
just to go into the platform in which you're raising the money, why why are you taking the the Crowdcube 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 platform as opposed to getting a group of investors? Because a Crowdcube is people you you tell people the the product or the service that you're offering, and yep. then people decide like um, Kickstarter Kickstarter, yeah, that sort of style. Why why not just go to someone like uh, Midven that you've used before? to just get some more money off them yeah it's a, it's a really good question and I think <clears throat> what you have to understand is there's there's a question of where, firstly do you take money on board mm-hmm. and that's that's an exercise that every founder needs to go to probably every 6 to 12 months to take a reflection of the business and say if we took money on now and it doesn't even mean equity you might decide to take debt and that's the same sort of logic that you need to go through is okay should I go to the bank and get 100k to allow us to do these three highs that allow us to grow faster like you need to ask those questions because a business the lifeblood of a business is the cash flow that comes through it Mm. and there's a lot of businesses that go bankrupt just because the cash flow issue so firstly i had to have to look at that as a as a pricing exercise in terms of if we had money how would we use it so then what we have to do is say we're profitable as a company so we don't need it we can carry on doing what we're doing now but if we had the money, I've got to the answer of yes, it would allow us to deliver more value for our customers. Also, it means that we can focus on what I class as core business. So the platform that we're building, we've always got this balancing act internally in terms of the amount of work we have to do for clients and retainers compared to what we do on our actual core product, the platform. And what I'm trying to make sure is the platform gets more attention. And to give it more attention, because we can't neglect our clients, we have to bring more people in. And that's sort of the the real base of my argument in terms of the partner client stuff is working well, but the platform is moving slower than I want it to. So we need to add more funds to grow that part of the business, which is the subscription recurring revenue. So when it then came to that, I was like, okay, so where can we raise money from? Hmm. We've got, um, you've got a number of different options. You can take debt, you can do friends and family, you can do angel investors, you can do venture capital, and you can do crowdfunding. That probably summarizes them all. So you have to then do this exercise, which is working through the pros and cons of each of them. And I think one of the because yeah, none of them are they're all, I guess, dependent on the circumstance. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and they're they're all they all, they're all their own beast. Mm. Uh, and this holiday season, send the gift that families across America have loved for over one hundred years: Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter code YUM into the search bar to get 74% off the family gift package. Now only $49.99. Order now and you'll get over 30 items from hand-cut top sirloin steaks and kielbasa sausages to caramel apple tartlets. Go to omahasteaks.com, type YUM in the search bar, and add the family gift package to your cart. Looking for the best gifts for everyone on your list? Kendra Scott has just what you need. Find jewelry for every style at an affordable price. From diamonds and genuine stones to the season's best trends, Kendra Scott Jewelry is a gift that's sure to wow. You might even find a few things for yourself. Shop now at KendraScott.com and enjoy 15% off your order with code JOY15. Tis the season to give joy. What I mean by that is friends and family is literally you asking friends and family to put some yeah. money into the business for equity. That comes with a lot of an emotional burden. Yeah. 
Um, I think then when you're doing angel investors, they're more interested in backing the jockey in terms of uh, they will meet you, like your mission, but they'll go, you're a smart guy. I think you're going to make it and I want one or 2% of your action. Um, and there are tend to be more value add in terms of you try and find industry specific, specific angels that can actually open up doors. There's this thing called dumb money and smart money. What you're really looking for is people that can put money into the business, but more importantly, actually open doors mm. and help you. Um, and then you've got someone like VCs, and VCs is a treadmill. Uh, the way I see it is as soon as you step onto that venture capitalist treadmill, what you're actually making a commitment to do is scale a business fast because what they're looking for is they don't care about a business that turns over a million or two million pounds a year. What they're looking for is a business that has a huge market opportunity and they want you to accelerate into that as fast as possible, which means raise, 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 build the team, build the product, build the service, build the community, build the revenue, all that as fast as physically mm-hmm. possible. And that's the VC treadmill that you you have to be aware that when you're getting onto it, and you can do a seed round, which is what we did at 200K, and you're not really on. But as soon as you start looking at something like a Series A round, which is like the half a million, million, two million pound money going into the business, that is you basically signing a dotted line and saying, I will just drive this as fast as physically possible. All needs go into growth okay. more than anything. Uh, and then you've got something like crowdfunding. And crowdfunding doesn't fit most businesses, in my opinion, because rightly or wrongly the way that I view crowdfunding is it's basically there for when people haven't got a network of angels or VCs and they have an idea and they want to take it onto a platform I have never wanted to do crowdfunding before because I wanted to prove that our business model is actually profitable so I wanted to make sure that at company's house you look at our books and in a week or two's time when they get published I'm not sure when this goes live you're going to see that we are a profitable company because I wanted to show that we've raised money in the past and we've executed and delivered on what we said we'd do. But then I look at it and go, the number of conversations passingly that I've had with members of our community that have said, when are you going to sell shares yeah. and expert <laughs> trades? It actually came up on our live stream like last night, didn't yeah. it? So yeah, I think I think that's the thing though with um, crowdfunding is the whole point is, like you say, if you've not got the angel investor or whoever to, to get back and from, the, the dynamic of a crowdfund is you're showing your potential customers a product that they you know that they want to buy so they're just they're going to pre-buy it they're going to yep. they're going to validate it uh, we have the community aspect of it so i guess that kind of feeds into why crowdfunding works for us this time around 100% i think one of the key differences for us as a business <clears throat> is we we sort of pride ourselves on not having customers and having a community and that's something that yeah. i really i really try and bang on about and the way that I, because we can raise this money privately. We can raise this money from angels, from VCs, from the crowd. We've got options. And that's because we're in a relatively strong position as a business. We've raised money and delivered, which when you look at any investor, most people raise money and they die because everything looks good on paper. Mm. Uh, but we've been punched in the face for the last three years and we're still alive <laughs> and we're still here and we're still growing and still profitable. So I just saw crowdfunding as a way to actually make our community feel like owners of the business because that then what happens is your current advocates just become absolute super fans of what you do some of the mechanics around crowdfunding is interesting in terms of if you look at something like crowdcube you have to raise 20 percent of your round privately before it actually goes live on the platform so there is an exercise and you could do that privately through your own community so we could basically get our platform live on crowdcube then send a link out to the members and say would you like to back expert trades so so what is the 
just on that, what's the benefit to Crowdcube for? As in, like they just don't they don't want. I guess that weeds out the people. Just I've got a crazy bonkers idea, putting it on the platform, and then yeah. you've got a thousand and one that are just not making anything. I guess yeah, I just, I just what's the uh, what's the separates the wheat from the chaff? No, it's, it's, <laughs> what you said is actually is is bang on. It's what they don't want is um, ten thousand crappy business ideas flooding the platform, and they want to show that you've actually got enough chops about you to go and raise twenty percent of your round. If you can't raise twenty percent of your round that you're raising privately, their opinion is you shouldn't be raising, and I agree with that. Um, just to be clear somewhat validates the idea before you get on there so I guess if you're a potential investor using wanting to invest on something that's on Crowdcube you know that it's already been semi-vetted and it's yep. it's got the legs to potentially go somewhere so it's, your money's not wasted like on Kickstarter where you can put money into things that and never, see never exist <laughs> exactly so the, what the benefits of something like crowdcube are twofold one when you're raising money um the actually due diligence and the process and all the legals and the docs that you need to get done is very time consuming so normally you're only going to be dealing with people that can put in like 10 20 30k checks as a minimum in mm. because there's a couple of grand's worth of fees to go in when you when you're doing this sort of thing crowdcube sort of gives the platform to allow anyone to invest as small as 10 quid buy some shares and the, the shares are like People don't tend to buy the shares when they're putting 10, 15, 100 quid in because they're trying to get a return. It's because they want to feel like an owner of the business. And yeah. that's the thing that we wanted to really drive home. The benefit of Crowdcube is if you let's say you're doing a round of, I don't know, 300,000 quid, is that means we'd have to raise 60,000 pounds privately to get live on the platform, which is 20%. Then our community might then go and top it up. Let's just say our community then go and put 10K in or 50K in or whatever the number is. But then everyone else on the platform there, 300, 400,000 people that use the platform to look at potential investments, we then raise the awareness and the kudos of expert trades because we get a lot of exposure. So the way to think about Crowdcube is as long as you can get 50 to 60% of your round closed, it's a way to top up your round compared to going around to angels and having to close 300K directly with angel investors. Um, and it allows someone to very easily just put the credit card details in and say, yeah, I want 50 pounds worth of shares in this business. And they do all the legals, look after it, you get a certificate and all that good stuff is all taken care of. So it's a way to basically allow what's classed as a non-sophisticated investor. I'm not saying you guys are dumbasses listening to the show if you're not on Crowdcube, but it's someone that doesn't have um, like disposable money of like 200K plus a year and has previous investments. Like it allows those people to come in under FCA approved and invest in startups because it's a high risk game. So for me, Crowdcube is interesting because it allows our community as simple as putting 20 quid in and saying I own part of Expert Trades, which is what I want them to feel. Um, but it means I'll probably be doing it in two different ways. I'll probably be doing a couple of angels um, that I know will add value into the business. That's what I'm really looking for. Some local angel investors that will add value more than the cash they put in will open the doors up for the stuff that we know we need then get those committed and say, yeah, when you go live on Crowdcube, we'll put 50K in or we'll put 25K in. So as soon as it goes live, we secure that initial 20%. Then we open up to the community. Then we open up to the platform. That's the three-stage process we're really looking at. Cool. Uh, and I know you've kind of already covered it, but uh, just wanted to, where are you going to inject all the money once you've got it or if, if we get it? Is it purely is it purely just dev work or is or do you have like a, do you know exactly where you're spending the money now? Yeah, Did 100%. You and if, if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking about raising money and you haven't got an itemized list of where you plan to spend it and how long you're going to spend it over, uh, you, you shouldn't be raising money, mm. to put very bluntly. I need 100 grand. Yeah, too many people, like this isn't Dragon's Den. Like too many people go in with just this idea of, oh, I just need money to make a business work. The, ba the Basically for us, what we're trying to do is... How do you get the number, by the way? 
in terms of if, how much if we people need to are raise. like oh I need I need I need if if someone's thought oh I need I need like 30k yep or they've just pulled the number out of the air how do you suggest someone actually finds the number that they really need like I guess do they just look at the numbers now should they should they be pro- projecting where they see themselves in two years if they have the funding how, yep. what's the flow or yeah. the process no cool so uh the way that I would recommend doing it and this is one humble man's opinion is I would work out where where you want to get to in what time frame mm-hmm. so every round of investment should have an end goal it's not just a pot of money that's there for, for you to use as and when. It's basically saying, and if we take a step back, we've raised £60,000 to allow me to basically spend £40,000 on development work through an agency yeah. for a year, pay myself and pay my fuel. And someone's going to say, how did you live? Well, that's what you've got to do when you're a startup founder. Okay, You just don't take big, stupid salaries. Fact. So the goal was that, was to get the very first version of Expert Trades, the platform, which was then called I Need an Expert, built within a year, allow me to go and work the market to see if this is a product. Cool. Next 200K was to build the product and get us to 250 paying customers over the space of 18 months. Cool. We tick that box. Now what we're looking to do is integrate our solutions We've got a whole host of integrations we want to build into our platform and then scale the growth of the community. So what I'm basically saying is I need money to bring development resource in and then spend £8,000 a month on marketing to acquire users to come into our funnel and our flow and build our community. And that will allow me to do that successfully over 12 or 18 months, whatever the number is we decide to go for. So what I'm saying is however much you want to raise... Say, okay, I need 100K. And then you go, okay, what do I need it for? And at that point, you've already failed because you've already said, I need 100K. You don't need anything at that point in time. Go and ask yourself the question, where do I want to be in what time frame? So you go, okay, I'm building and I'm going to find something. I'm building, I've got a rubber duck. I don't know why I've got a rubber duck on my desk, but I have a rubber duck. I have a rubber duck. <laughs> it doesn't really squeak. I have a rubber duck on my desk. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build the world's best rubber duck for kids to play with all over the world. And I go, okay, so what I need to do is I need to get this duck into the hands of 100 parents to give me feedback on whether they would buy this. So I need to go and build an MVP. I need some injection molding or I need some some smart guy to build 3D it. printing. 3D printing, exactly. So if I'm trying to do an MVP, what I actually need to do on paper is work out what is the cheapest possible way for me to get 100 ducks made and into the hands of parents that are influencers on blogs and Instagram. Cool. How long is that going to take me? Okay, I need four months salary for me and don't be greedy. Put yourself on minimum wage mm. if you even need that. Do that. Go and spend all your time doing that. As this, And then you might go, actually, all I need is... 30k or 20k because that covers me for four months as well as the injection molding as well as this as well as the driving and you go okay so then you go to an investor and you say cool i've got this idea i'm going to make the world's best rubber ducks okay (laughs) but what i don't want to do is go and raise 500,000 quid because i haven't really proven this i've got really good market insight i used to work in toys r us i used to sell these every single day of my life i'm the market expert for rubber ducks okay that's why you're buying in me. That's where I add the real value. I think there's an opportunity here. I want to prove this opportunity. So rather than me raising half a million quid today, what I'm actually going to do is raise 30K. And what that means is over the next six months, I'm going to get 100 people to say, I want to buy this duck. So once I've got that, I'm then going to go and raise 300K and I'll use this to do X, Y, and Z, get it into these stockists, get distribution, and then get profitable. That's the level of detail that you should be looking at. And you'd be doing it as cheap as possible. But whenever you say, fine, the number is 30 add 30% because you'll always spend more money than you think. So work out the number and add about 30% as a contingency. 
because raising 30k is just as hard as raising 100k which is just as hard as raising a million genuinely the amount of work and legwork you got to do protect your equity don't raise more than you need and have a solid plan where do i invest in the door <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i grabbed the door but it gets the point yeah you need you need to sort of work out what you're trying to do with the cash how much that's going to cost you and what the outcome is going to be. It's basically you saying, what is my thesis? What do I want to prove? How much is it going to cost me to prove that to get me to the next stage? It doesn't mean you've always got to start raising. So we had the opportunity to raise 60K, then 200K, and then never raise again because we're profitable. We could have just we could just keep mm. doing what we're doing, which is an awesome position to be in. But now I'm like, okay, what could we do if? Which I've got to ask. I'm the CEO. I've got to keep asking that question. Um, so that's the process that someone should go through to answer your question I think that kind of wraps it up nicely uh, as an end point guys if you have any questions you can send them in to harrison at experttrades.com which always has two T's in the middle and one S at the end and if you are not following us yet on Instagram our boy Harry is smashing the Instagram stories smashing all the images and the videos that go up go and follow us it's startup podcast on instagram drop us a follow drop me a dm i want to hear from you guys and i'm super excited and don't know if harry wants me to announce this yet harry is starting a side thinking about <laughs> we, we are pushing thinking it. about the amount of people that we know would be interested in in understanding harry's journey in terms of helping do the behind the scenes from his day job through to his hobby through to stuff on the startup diary podcast with the instagram stories and how he takes video into photoshop and uses that to distribute and grow the audience Harry's thinking about documenting that on his own YouTube channel. So here's my ask for you guys. If this is interesting for you and you want to see the creative element of what this takes, please email Harrison at harrison at experttrades.com. Two teasers in the middle, one at the end. And just tell him I cannot wait to subscribe to your show. Guys, on that note, thank you so much for listening to this. If you've got any follow-on questions around funding, please drop us a line. We are always happy to help. Speak to you soon. Give me some noise. Hey, my name is Adam Benjamin Callow. I can't wait to get into this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. You are listening to the Startup Diary Podcast on 106.4. <laughs> when are we on uh, Tamworth? 18th September. He sent me a form we need to fill in. A form? Yeah. Which is like... It's like a no swearing, I promise not no, to... No, no, it's like a what's the business background, oh, da, 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 okay. and then I think there's a list of the songs we need to put. We need to print it off and go for it, basically. What sort of radio? We could do that, actually, after this. What sort of music <clears throat> is it like? Is it Radio 1? Is it BBC 2 I don't know. I think we should style? listen to the show. I think probably next... I think it's a Tuesday spot every week. I think we should listen to the person next Tuesday. Because we should 100% have that Every Day I'm Hustling <laughs> is like the first song. <laughs> so we've got Adam and Harrison from The Startup Diary coming John onto Beach. the show. But first, here's selection number one. Cool. <laughs> you ready for this one? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, bring me the fire, <clears throat> but not too loud. <laughs> Top podcast for those who love business by Pistol Eye. <laughs> oh, I, I tried to keep it straight then. I read the name as I did it. Okay, <clears throat> take two. <laughs>